Welcome to the second episode of the Boone of Wireless, coming to you high above the streets of northern New Jersey at ANJ Media. Yes, New Jersey, where it's still illegal to pump your own gas. Anyway, I'm your host, John Horowitz from Atrium Unlimited Consulting. What is the Boone of Wireless? If you missed our first episode, a boon is something that is helpful or beneficial. For example, adequate and free parking at the shopping center would be a boon for the shoppers. It also means something that is helpful or improves the quality of life. Obviously, the wireless telecom industry has seen its share of boons. And in this podcast, what we hope to do is share some knowledge, educate, and speak with the movers and shakers in the wireless industry. Our guest today has extensive multinational and telecom experience overseeing strategy, revenue, customer acquisition, operations, partner portfolio, and retention functions. Dan Thagaisen is currently Senior Vice President and General Manager with full P&L accountability for the T-Mobile wholesale line of business. Dan's responsible for the strategy, the business development, account management, product management, operations, and delivery organizations. Before joining T-Mobile USA, Dan had various other positions in the telco industry and spent several years living in Japan, Korea, and Thailand. Dan is fluent in Japanese. So if you're looking to score some shabu shabu or okonomiyaki, Dan is your man. Wow. Thank you, John. I really appreciate the introduction. And I didn't, I didn't know you spoke Japanese as well. That's amazing. Dan, welcome to the broadcast. I uh, appreciate your time. And uh, it's been a pleasure working with you over the years. So why don't we just uh, just jump right into it? Um You've been running the wholesale division for T-Mobile for quite some time, and obviously the MVNO side is is nothing but change. That's uh, the only constant that we have going on right now. Give us your overview of the current uh, MVNO business in the United States, if you would. Well, I think um, well, I think from a T-Mobile perspective, we're an amazing place um, in terms of of how we sort of operationalize and, and go to market from a wholesale perspective, MVNO specifically. Uh, by the way, we'll, we'll probably sort of move in and out of my description of MVNOs to also include IoT, the mechanics of, I think, how a solution provider takes a value proposition, brings it together to life with the network and takes it to market is very similar between those two. Um, but for the most part, you know, the big players in the in the market today are, are indeed MVNOs. Uh, it's a it's a really interesting time, especially especially on the on the T-Mobile side. We've got this massive massive network availability that came, um, you know, so much of that spectrum came to us from the acquisition of Sprint, and so it's really up to us now to on the wholesale side in particular to monetize that capacity to monetize that network. And the way that we do that is we get super aggressive in um, looking for partners, building the portfolio, talking to as many people as we can investigating lots of interesting, unique, innovative ideas. And so, you know, that creates a lot of excitement uh, in, in the marketplace because we're, we're looking to enable more and more people to come on. So from my perspective, um, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot of growth opportunity. And, you know, I have, I have an organization that's out searching for new MVNOs pretty much 24 seven, 365 days a year. Now, you know, it's, um, and I've, I've heard, I'll even quote you a little bit. It's not easy. It's not easy becoming an MVNO. <laughs> it, it can right. be expensive. It really depends on on how you think about bringing yourself to market and what your value proposition is. And certainly that has to be something that is fairly distinct, 
and different from anybody else that's operating in the marketplace so that you can really sort of focus focus on your niche. But I think, um, you know, with the power of T-Mobile's network and the opportunity from my intent to grow the business, that uh, the door's wide open and we're, you know, inviting as many people to come have those conversations with us as possible. So uh, from that perspective, like the MDNO, you know, segment is alive and, and doing its best to thrive. Um, but again, it, it, it comes down to, uh, do you have an interesting value proposition? Do you know how to operate a business? Um, have you thought through, you know, the big pieces of the puzzle? Like, you know, what are you planning to offer in the marketplace? How do you differentiate yourself? What does your distribution look like? Do you have a loyalty program? Are you layering on uh, interesting value-added services, which, you know, happy to talk a little bit more about as well, that, that help differentiate you from just... Uh, a, a potential, you know, wireless operator that's trying to race to the bottom with price being your primary value. Right, right. Well, you've answered all of my questions so far, Dan. So thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit later in the in the podcast about uh, how easy it is now to become an MVNO, like MVNO in a box. If you Google that, it's thousands and millions of, of things. Um, and the interesting thing is, um, uh, my consulting business, uh, we deal. 98% in the MVNO space and people that want to get into the market. And this will lead into our next question. Everybody wants to be the next Mint Mobile because Ryan Reynolds got on TV and uh, um, apparently, uh, not apparently, but you guys have announced uh, your intent to purchase, uh, you know, Mint Mobile along with the uh, two other companies that are held by their parent, Ultra Mobile, one of your largest uh, MVNOs, as well as um, Plum, one of your aggregators. So, it's interesting, and I'll talk on uh, what you quoted me on the differentiator and the distribution strategy because a lot of people that call they just don't know. They they think it's a it's a money trail, and um, you know, let's put my name on the box and and we're off to the races. It's uh, we turn down more people than we actually put in front of you folks. But um, before we get to that, it, it seems from my standpoint. Um, that T-Mobile is probably out of the three uh, carriers, probably the most aggressive right now in the, in the wholesale space. Uh, is that a fact or is that something that uh, maybe I'm seeing with blinders on or could you comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I hope we are. I mean, I think you, you'd probably have a better perspective. You, you get a chance to, to sort of see all three of the operators uh, mm -hmm. And maybe to some extent, dish compete in the marketplace for business. Um, we want to be. I mean, I absolutely want to be the most aggressive, the most open, the most intent on creating a portfolio that um, allows more and more sort of innovation to come into the marketplace and a lot more interesting value propositions that um, that people are looking for. So I I like the idea that we're. You know, the spectrum, again, it goes back to the, the spectrum and the capacity on the network is a huge, huge upside for us. Our 5G advantage and the work that the engineering teams have done to deploy that that as a technology um, have just, you know, sort of been unprecedented, literally. And so um, we want to we want to take advantage of that the best we can. So we're trying to be as aggressive as possible. We're trying to, you know, you'll, you'll see us uh, speaking at all kinds of engagements. We travel around the country quite a bit. We're trying to meet as many people as we can. You know, I, I speak at the big 5G event um, and some of the other CES, Mobile World Congress. You'll hear me say we're open for business. So we are 
we are sort of making a concerted effort to, to, you know, have entrepreneurs, founders, operators, big companies, small companies, anybody who's interested in, in propagating some kind of wireless proposition in the marketplace to know that we're, that we're here. And I, I don't know if I see that necessarily by, um, any of the other uh, telco operators, but it's a it's a it's a big driver for us. Two of the recent acquisitions, and this is not my opinion. This has been written about ad nauseum in a lot of the different publications. Uh, Verizon purchasing um, TrackPhone and overnight becoming the largest prepaid carrier. Uh, Dish obviously with Boost um, haven't gone as well as I think originally planned. And you know, um, I'm not going to ask you to comment on that, but. Um, you recently announced the, uh, your company recently announced the intent to purchase, like I said, uh, your aggregator plum, um, you large MVNO, uh, ultra, as well as, um, mint, um, how have some of the other MVNOs reacted to this, that you're now buying up, uh, you know, their competitors? Yeah. It, it's a it's a really interesting question, um, and I and I'd say the majority are are actually excited about the proposition. And if you oh. if you kind of go down to the basics of why somebody ultimately is an entrepreneur and what they're trying to accomplish, um, you know, most of our MBNOs started very small. There are a few that right. that started large mm -hmm. because they had brand power and and a big corporation behind them. But many many by far the majority have started small uh, with an idea. An entrepreneur had an idea, a founder, and he started to build momentum. And and ultimately, what you see in the case of um, an MVNO becoming successful to the extent where somebody wants to, you know, enable that founder or that entre entrepreneur's exit strategy. It's a really, really sort of exciting thing. And to go back to why people start these businesses, it's less likely that most of these founders and entrepreneurs and, and um, innovators are starting a business so that they can manage it on their own for the rest of their lives. The intent generally is to get to a place where you can create the maximum amount of value potential and then execute on that. And generally that's by investing, selling, or being acquired uh, by somebody larger. And so, you know, I think there were, um, you know, I didn't really have any negative feedback. I think it was more an affirmation that uh, this is what can happen when you're an entrepreneur and your intent is to build a value proposition and a brand and um, with the intent to be acquired. Like this is exactly, the, this is a Cinderella story. This is what you want to happen. And so we had a lot of positive feedback. Um, fun, interestingly enough, we also had a lot of people that said, hey, can I be next? Can, can I get right, on that sure. runway? Can I get on that path? <laughs> can you please acquire us? And um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I can't say no to that either. It's sort of like, well, let, let's continue to work together as strategic partners and deliver on your value proposition and create that value. And we'll see what happens, you know, as we progress through that, through that cycle. Good, good. That gives them something to work towards. Um, so... Yeah. The other aggregators you have, three or four aggregators, um, how do they feel they can compete now with Plum, that Plum will now be owned by the mothership, by, by T-Mobile? How do I, as an aggregator, compete with that? Well, you know, the, the aggregators each sort of have their own secret sauce to, to what they enable their MBNOs um, in terms of, you know, end-to-end 
sort of facilities like soup to nuts kind of value proposition around the enablement platform, the OSS, the BSS, the value-added service architecture that allows them to bolt on incremental, you know, sort of buckets of value. Those are sort of unique by by aggregator. And so I can't really say that all all four of the aggregators are exactly the same. They um, okay. they tend to appeal, you know, like when we introduce them, you know, um, to that group, it's exactly what we do. We say, hey, look, we have three or four aggregators. You should go out and have a conversation with each of them and figure out which one of them has sort of the best cultural fit for you, the best capability functionality fit for what you're trying to deliver in the marketplace. And you'll, you'll see that um, that sort of distinguishes each of the aggregators uniquely. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's the same thing. Nobody likes to, nobody wants to compete against this big, you know, telco machine. But I, I think if you look at the at the segmentation outside of ACP and some of the lifeline stuff, you'll see that the aggregators tend to draw MVNO value proposition and brands to them that are fairly different amongst themselves. So it um you know we'll have to we'll have to see sort of how it how it how it works out in, in the marketplace. Like we have to learn on the T Mobile side how to actually operate an aggregator. We've got a great group of people with Plum. Uh, by the way, we're you know we're 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 assuming the deal will be approved and go through. We're waiting for the you know for the final sort of approvals and and the ability to close that deal. And then you know we will run uh, Plum as a as an aggregator here. It's our intent to run it as an aggregator here within the wholesale group. But it's new for us, so we've got a learning curve uh, to be at sort of that level of operation. And and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes from there. That's not to say like um, that doesn't by any by any means to uh, minimize or diminish the importance of the relationships that I have in the market today with the other aggregators. They're very good at what they do. They're exclusive to T-Mobile. Um, you know, their skill sets are a little bit different when you look at what each each one provides as their own value proposition, and they're and they're very like highly valuable to to me as a as a business owner and to T-Mobile as a as a as a as an operator. And we certainly don't want to do anything to to jeopardize those relationships. Good. Uh, another thing we're waiting on, and I know this is near and dear to your heart, uh, you mentioned the ACP program, the American Connectivity Program, which gives uh, subsidies to uh, those people to, on their broadband bill, on, on their wireless bill. Um, word was that uh, it was going to run out of money and that Congress was going to shut it down. And again, this is a non-political show. Um, and then they're supposed to put bipartisan bill together for $6 billion in the second quarter. Uh, do you have any other insight that yeah, maybe our viewers would like to hear about the ACP program and where it may or may not go. I really don't. I mean, I can I can yeah. speculate, but that'll just probably get us all in in hot water. So uh, we're we're sort of in the we're in the waiting position, just like everybody else. You know, we know that there are some rules that uh, are going to be implemented here. Um, you know, today, tomorrow, or the next day around. Um, you know, entry into the program, and then there's an expectation that without further funding, um, the program will essentially run out of the existing money that it has available to it. Probably sometime in April, I think is where the yeah. general consensus is on forecast. Um, I know there's a lot of activity um, on the Hill with you know all, all politicians involved trying to find a way to, to align on something that, that renews the opportunity to push this program forward, but it really is a, really is a wait and see. All right, let's change gears a little bit. Last month, we had the opportunity to uh, meet at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Um, and 
during our discussions, you told me about a new initiative that you were working on in T-Mobile's wholesale, wholesale group to bring a new value-added type uh, product and services to your MVNOs and to their dealers that focus on really technology type things. You mentioned IoT at the top of the broadcast, um, but but things that could be added on, bolted on, as, as you said. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Uh, give us a glimpse on what you're looking into and what you're thinking. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the things that we try to do in the wholesale line of business is, is um, you know, exactly what the branded side of this business is doing in terms of the uncarrier proposition. We're trying to make it just increasingly simple to do business with us. And that mm-hmm. means often trying to find incremental things that we can put on, on the menu, if you will, that create value for our MVNOs. More and more things that the MVNOs can can leverage from our relationship to create value for themselves and value for their brands. Um, you know, the most traditional sort of sense of what we enable is, is talk, text, and data. And those are fairly commoditized at this point, right? Um, right. And so the goal is always to, to try to drive the ARPU values up, but also at the same time, enable a better, more riching, more fulfilling experience for an end user um, as they consume services through their brand. And so we look um, this year, last year we started to build a model that we expect to execute on this year. We're starting that already where we're, we're essentially layering a bunch of value-added services on top as a, as a value-added service layer on top of the traditional sort of commoditized talk, text, and data. And so we think that there are a number of things that we can deliver as a, as a value-added service, as a managed service on behalf of, of the network and products and services to our MVNOs and to our IoT solution providers that um, come with immediate scale but also give them the opportunity to white label or you know rebrand these things as their own. And so if you think about some of the things that are fairly compelling that we've received a lot of feedback on that our MVNO partners are asking for, things like uh, the ability to have a remittance service. There's an awful lot of opportunity to uh, remit money back and forth between customers uh, around the world. You know, there's something like 50 plus billion dollars leaves the U.S. and goes to uh, Mexico, for example, every year in remittance. We think there's an opportunity to disrupt that as a as an industry. Today, it's fairly expensive to walk into a Western Union or wherever and, sure. and send money sure. and then, you know, pay to pick up your money at the other end. And we think it'd be really interesting as a value added service to bundle that and enable our MVNOs to basically, you know, provide that service to their end users without having to go out and and negotiate the deal with the service provider, do all of the technical implementation themselves, sign up for any potential accountability or risk. Like we're we're intending to sort of cover off on all that on behalf of the MVNOs. So uh, are you becoming more and more than like an enabler? Uh, uh, like the enablers that are out there now, the MVNEs? Uh, is that is that the goal, or are you just kind of testing the waters in that space? Well, I think I think becoming an enabler is a little bit different. I mean, we we do have aspirations to do this thing called wireless as a service or MVNO in a box, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll I'll walk through that a little bit. But I think the I think the value added service proposition is really just about using scale that comes with T-Mobile as a as a global brand to derive you know, things that are valuable through these relationships that we have with these people that have these other products 
and then finding a way to white label them and present them to my existing or or go forward portfolio so that they can be monetized by my MBNOs as operators in the marketplace. So obviously, remittance is interesting. There's a loyalty program as a service that we're building. There's um, create a wallet as a service that we're that we're enabling. Um, so there's these are things that probably hard for uh, MBNOs regardless of size to actually go out and incorporate and scale. Um, and so we're trying to, we're trying to, again, sort of enable that part of the process for them. And then, you know, it's, it's hopefully a creative for everybody. Right. Excellent. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, Cause again, they uh, it's getting very competitive out there. And if, again, you quoted me, thank you on, you have to have a differentiator. And if you take anything from this podcast today and you have to have a distribution model, again, we, uh, you alluded to it earlier, phone calls come in and they say, well, what, what's different about you? Why would I switch from one of the major carriers or current incumbent MVNOs to come with your service? I said, well, we're going to be the lowest in price. And I politely say, thank you. Uh, let us know how it works out. You know, keep in touch. Um, so yeah. Uh, and it's a, yeah, it's, you're not going to do that. You're not going to win on price. So anyway, um, listen, we'll both be attending mobile world Congress in Barcelona uh the end of february looking forward to that um what are you looking forward to uh in barcelona and you know what are your expectations for t-mobile wholesale well you know barcelona mobile world congress um in, in both you know las vegas and but more so in barcelona just because of the size of the event it's just so much larger i i really have access to so many interesting unique innovative organizations, people, companies, um, you know, it's a, it's literally a hunting mission for us. We are out oh. looking for partners. Right. And so what, what both, tends to happen uh, both, is you both domestically U S and internationally. Well, I mean, my focus is always to bring the business back to, uh, back to the States. Right. I mean, that's our, that's our, that's our sort of core approach, but it, interestingly enough, uh, turns out there's a lot of people that operate in other parts of the world that would also love to to propagate a brand proposition here in the states, right? I mean, you yeah, you, you sure. see um, a lot of success around that um, uh, in other brands today, even. So, uh, what what tends to happen is I go to a World Congress and everybody actually tries to sell me a platform, and and that's okay. But the intent really is to to meet with people, to understand where the innovation is coming from in the marketplace, to identify whether there's um, there are things as as part of that innovation that we can grab onto and use to create a value proposition, uh, and to again sort of canvas the floor, talk to people. You know, we have we have a lot of people that want to become an MVNO in the states, and so they know that T-Mobile Wholesale will have representation over in Barcelona. So the calendars filling up pretty quick, but that is our primary intent is to go find um, interesting, interesting companies and people that want to come, you know, be an MBO or a wholesale partner here in the States. Should be a good show. Um, so it should Dan, be, it should be. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, thank you for coming on to the podcast today. Uh, before we close out, is there anything else uh, you'd like to say about T-Mobile wholesale, T-Mobile in general, um, questions for me maybe i don't know turn it around well i would i would offer one more piece and we touched on it just a little bit when we talked about value-added services but also the aggregator plan you know one of the things that we're going to we're going to deploy this year is something called wireless as a service mvno in a box it's kind of another way to 
And w- one of the things we hear often in the marketplace is that there are a lot of companies that operate. They sell things to customers that are recurring. They come back in all the time. They have a relationship with those customers. But, you know, selling something like or being a being a telco or selling a wireless product isn't necessarily their sort of core competency. And when you talk about an MVNO, it it does propose a bit of a heavy lift. You have to go find an MVNE to be your enabler. You have to think about your distribution. How, are you going to have a customer care? Are you going to have digital only marketing? Like end to end, there's a lot of things to consider as as part of operating an MVNO. And so, you know, we're going to take that proposition and similar to an aggregator, and we're going to package it into a into a box basically and enable people that, you know, they don't really want to be an MVNO. But the mechanics of how they might go to market looks very much like an MVNO. They want to do what they're really good at, which is selling and marketing, especially right. if it's to exactly. an incumbent base, like they know their right. they know their customer base. So we're gonna we're gonna release a product called Wireless as a Service that allows brands who do want to offer some kind of wireless proposition, but don't want to have to do all the heavy lifting of becoming an MVNO or operationalize the provisioning, the app, the e-commerce right. site, the customer service, the device financing, right. all of those things. They don't have to worry about all that. That will be a managed service that we package into one bundle and offer to companies that that really just want to focus on the sales and marketing. So that's a, that's right. a big piece for us, I think, coming out uh, mid-year as well. It's going to completely open the landscape and change how people think about MVNO because you you don't have to do all the heavy lifting. You can literally be really good at sales and marketing and now take advantage of putting a, a wireless proposition into the marketplace, uh, similar to how an MVNO would do it if it was more traditional and they wanted to own all of those pieces together. So I'm, I'm really excited about that one as well. I think it's got great potential to allow a lot more entrance into the marketplace and to create a lot more competition and, and a lot more unique value propositions, drive a bunch of innovation you probably start to hear from people that you never thought might be interested in selling a wireless product that are now, you know, doing so here in the States. Uh, and so we're, we're pretty excited about that as well. Spot on, Dan, on that one. Um, we have uh, people that call us that are great at sales and marketing. And they, to your point, they don't want to do the heavy lifting. We call them the just send me the check group. Uh, we'll go out, we'll sell, we'll market, we'll make a margin. Just send us a check. And we'll we'll load your network for you the best we can. So great that that is something that uh, I'm personally looking forward to, and I think uh, the industry is going to welcome uh, with very very open arms. Dan, thank you so much for joining the boon of a wireless broadcast. Um, check us out at theboonofwireless.com, and uh, look forward to having you on in a few more months, Dan, and we can. Uh, Take a look at what we talked about today and, and where we are as far as uh, implementation. Thanks so much for, for coming on today. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great to see you.